my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. You can be part of this program today and you just need to send us a text message to 0488880811. This is really an invitation for you to come along. We have a very wonderful program today talking about uh, why does love need to be defined? And we are going to look into the beautiful chapter in uh, Corinthians chapter 13 all through the week we talked about God the Bible and a, v- and a very human church now we approach topics like how do I deal with cliques in the church and unfortunately that's reality uh, if you go to a church you may be exposed to things like like this and we talked about that just at the beginning of the week, uh, um, how important it is to avoid those things and to know how to work together um, in unity and not to be a dysfunctional uh, house, a dysfunctional family, because if that happens, then uh, the enemy is already uh, a winner. Also, we talked about uh, how do I deal with immorality in the church. Now, I believe this is not a new one. You, you have heard uh, things like this, and it's very sad to see that link, church, spiritual approach with immorality and all sorts of uh, sexual abuses. We again ask another question. Is conflict in the church real? What is just something, you know, because of conspiracy theories and all other things people want to portray the church, you know, put it in a bad light. Is that real that we have conflict in churches? We dealt with these aspects and I'm encouraging you now again to, if you miss some of these programs, to go back to our website, faithfm.com.au, but even better, download FaithFM app, FaithFM Australia, and you can have it on your device to be able to listen back to the programs which you missed. What about this question? Can a church misuse its gifts? I thought that was a very important one. But we are coming together uh, today and I would like to welcome our co-host for today, Tracy Papandreou. Tracy, good to have you with us. Thanks, Nick. I'm glad to be back here again and hi to all the listeners. Look, it's wonderful to be able to come together and to kind of bring it together, Tracy. You know, for the whole week we were talking about, uh, um, you know, uh, the Bible and a very, very human church. But we are going to look today to some of the aspects um, where we can learn, you know, how to uh, to experience love to show love, to demonstrate love, to benefit of love, all those uh, aspects. And uh, uh, what's your first thought before we even 
launch into this program, when we talk about uh, uh, this this question, why does love need to be um, uh, defined? Um, just backtracking on on the whole topic that we've been looking at this week, I just think it's so good that we're being real. You know, um, the Bible is very real in that it presents things warts and all. It doesn't kind of just only show the good stuff. It shows the bad stuff. It shows the struggles that people have um, and that even, you know, the early church had lots of problems going mm. going on, you know. Um, and so, you know, I think we've got to get this love bit right because the Scripture tells us that it's how we love each other that people will believe um, in our message. So, you know, we don't want to be a pack of hypocrites, do we? Absolutely. So that's, that's yeah, my no, that's, first thought. That's very good. But, yeah, we, we will uh, get a little bit more deeper into into this as we go. Yeah. Reminding you again that you can be part of this program and you can come with a question, a comment, uh, just a thought, um, and just let's uh, uh, bring this program, you know, uh, together and be as interactive as possible. We love to see your uh, messages coming through. And the number where you can send a text message is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. It's my pleasure again to welcome uh, David Delima from Family Voice Australia. And thank you, David, for joining us again. It's wonderful to be back in the studio with you, Nick. David, straight to some questions here. Uh, no mucking around uh, today. From Family Voice Australia, you know, you go around a lot visiting uh, people. I'm saying that uh, again and again. But uh, why must we define love? Mm. Well, the churches certainly need to get themselves straight. On that uh, key issue, Nick, uh, I've certainly seen some uh, unfortunate situations in churches around the place. Churches splitting, the pastor running off with the secretary, Mm. that kind of thing. So it's most unfortunate because Christians worship God who is love, and we ought to know what love means, but we're a bit confused just like the rest of the world. So we need to get our thinking straight on that matter because if we're going to love, we need to understand the meaning of the word. Beautiful. Yes. Is it necessary to define love? Yes, it is, because otherwise we're going to be confused. We've got to get our heads around this. There's, the confusion really relates to this whole question of feelings and romantic relationships. Now, feelings are a wonderful thing. Being in love is a wonderful thing. People fall in love, but they can also fall out of love. Mm-hmm. I don't like that phrase at all, because it has nothing to do with choice or decision. It's like you fall over something. Hmm. You didn't mean to. It just happened. It's out of your control. It was an accident. Now, life's got to be much more valuable and meaningful than that. We need to make choices in relation to love. So uh, there's even apparently a dog food called love. The word, mm. is, the word is highly confused. And I don't want to fall in and out of love. I want to have that same resolute love which Jesus had for me. That is true love. God is love, and we see him in action through Jesus. For God so loved the world that he sent his son. So Jesus, who has been sent from heaven, he's the man from heaven, according to Scripture. He understands what love is. And uh, he was fairly tough at times, so love isn't always just fairy floss. Love can be very strong. And Jesus was was very strong in his love and his defense of the weak and uh, sticking up for people who were in trouble. 
but when he fit, set his face resolutely towards Jerusalem, he showed us what true mm. love is all about. Yeah, and you mentioned about that God is love, you know, but in, in a very probably condensed version <laughs> today, mm. um, what is love? Mm. Yes, well, love is an action of the will as well as being a quality of God's own character, an action, a resolution. I'm going to love whether they deserve it. I'm going to love whether they uh, like it, whether they want it. I'm going to love whether I like it or want it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose to love. It's all about choice. And it's about a choice, and I think you'll be looking at 1 Corinthians 13 a bit later today. Yes. But it's a choice that relates to benefiting others, seeking their highest good. So... I have to ask myself the question. I say, I say I love people. I love my wife. I love my children. Well, they really need to be the ones you can ask about whether that means anything. Mm. Am I seeking their highest good? That's what it boils down to. And not always. So mm. I need to work on that. All of us need to seek the highest good of the other, which is what true love is all about, because love is not self-centered, as First Corinthians 13 puts it. It's other-centered, it's focused on others. That's what true love is. Right. And true love also keeps no record of wrong. So when I say, Nick, you always do this, or you always, this is the third time this week you've done this, that's keeping record of wrong. That's not mm. acting in love. That's, that's dealing with justice, which could be a good thing. But when we are seeking to love, we've got to learn to overlook that insult, to roll with the punches, you might say. A, a prudent man overlooks an insult. That's what true love is all about. And God overlooks our insults because they've been dealt with by Christ on the cross who showed us what true love is. That's wonderful. I may ask you this question. How can we learn to love? Yes, that question is absolutely valuable. We must learn to love. It's not how can I feel to love. Mm. It's how can I learn to love. How can I decide to love? Jesus set his face resolutely towards Jerusalem where he would lay down his life in that terrible crucifixion. Uh, this was nothing to look forward to. It was going to be a time of suffering. He said, I'm, I'm overcome with sorrow, as he was anticipating. Mm. It. There were no hap happy feelings in that sense. But there was a joy. There was an inner joy of resolution and determination because he, he was, he'd made up his mind to love the world, to lay down his life. Oh, that's and, wonderful. And when we follow that, that's how we learn to love. Yeah, I really like what you said here because uh, too often, and I, I believe uh, what has been portrayed there, you know, in in the world, in the media, uh, it's more like feelings, how you feel, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like to do this or that. Mm. But it's about to make choices mm. and to make very uh, responsible choices. Yes. And I, I, I like it how you put it, David. Thank you so much for um, sharing with us today on this aspect. Uh, obviously, we'll uh, continue a little bit more, as you just said, uh, in um, uh, Corinthians, uh, the love chapter, the to love chapter. say so. And uh, may God bless you. And you. wherever you go, uh, I'm pretty sure you'll show uh, that love which we are learning yes. how to apply it in, li in our life. May God richly bless you. And uh, Family Voice Australia. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And this is Faith FM uh, Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. Tra Tracy, it's a very um, uh, passionate uh, um, student of the Bible, worshipping with um, um, Brighton, 
Seventh-day Adventist Church here in beautiful city of Adelaide. And Tracy, I heard uh, lots of good things going on there at uh, Brighton, and uh, you continue to have uh, some progress probably even during the week. Uh, any plans for the end of the year? or? Uh? Uh, I don't know at this stage if we've got any particular plans mm, for the mm. end of the year. But I'll just take the opportunity to tell people about the craft program that we've got happening on Wednesday afternoons here at Brighton Church in Adelaide starting from 12.30 through till 2. Uh, so if people, you know, have a have a have um, that time available and, and they like to do um, seasonal type crafts, scrapbooking, um, preparing crafts, um, then, you know, they're welcome and we'd love to have them come along. Beautiful. And um, if if you are here in Adelaide, definitely um, uh, visit uh, Tracy at yes. uh, Brighton Church, yes. uh, number 10, 10 Amelia, Street Amelia Street Hove. Yeah. Wonderful. And... Any other church in uh, Adelaide? We are known here, Tracy, the city of churches. Yes. Adelaide is known the city of churches. And we have seven Adventist churches, to be honest, around at least 15 churches in just around in Adelaide, you know. Uh, and um, in the near, uh, you know, like uh, surroundings like Gola and Oldinga and all those uh, mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Um, Mount uh, Barker, I think there is a group there. Um, and there are lots of programs, you know, uh, from different churches. There are different programs. It's worth it to visit our churches or to get in touch. You just search for a Seventh-day Adventist church in your uh, area mm. and please uh, join us. We'll be very happy to welcome you and to see your face there. And also uh, tell the people when you join there that you are a Faith FM listener and that they will enjoy also to yes. um, to share with them uh, uh, this. It's but always o- a joy when we know that we've we've met a new friend uh, through Faith FM. Yes, know. and it happens that the people just walking into the church like that, mm. and uh, oh, many experiences I have when people even uh, just picking up my very strong accent and say, oh, "Are you from the radio?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we'll love to see you uh, and all around Australia mm. if you like to see us. Uh, it's Friday. Um, uh, tomorrow, you know, uh, all around Australia, uh, churches will be on, usually from 10 o'clock, uh, but uh, some churches may even start a bit early, 9.30, uh, but usually from uh, 10 o'clock. And um, yeah, please join us. Now you can be part of this program right now with us as we're talking today about uh, this uh, question, why does uh, love need to be defined? Uh, you can send a text message to 0488880811 and be part of this program with us. Tracy, I asked David a bit earlier um, the same question, you know, uh, um, you know, does love need to be defined? Uh, and if so, why might it need to be defined? What's your uh, view, your uh, perspective on this? I think there's so much confusion. And and David alluded to this as well. There's so much confusion about what we actually mean when we use the word love. You know, the confusion can come from the very fact that there's different types of love. Mm. You know, there's romantic love. There's and and romantic love and what people think about what their romantic love should look like is very much impacted by what Hollywood 
says True. about about that. Um, and I'm not going to say that um, marriages shouldn't have some romance in them. You know, I think all men mm. need to do a little bit of school on romance before well, that, the, before that comes they from marry. a lady, you know, and that's important. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But you know, I think Hollywood has. Um, um, Romanticized love in such a way that's you know, um, especially women. We mm. we kind of have this view that it's supposed to you know we're supposed to be swept off our feet mm. all the time, kind of thing. And 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 life just isn't like that. And often the movies, you know, we see. You know this 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 beautiful time, but it cuts off before we get to see the struggles that the couple have to deal with, which mm. with which almost every marriage has to deal with some struggles at some point in in time. That's life in a sinful world, isn't it? Also, too, romantic love's impacted by the fact just society's view on love. You know, again, you know, Hollywood um, people, you know. Hopping in and out of relationships, yeah, you know, um, and um, unfortunately, I've been to groups where you know the 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 topic was, are you on your second or your third marriage? Whoa. You know, so romantic love, mm. you know, there's lots of confusion around that kind of kind of thing. But there's also brotherly love, which is you know a different, very different kind of love, and then um, also David. Um, mentioned how we use the word love. You know, society overuses in English, yeah. overuses the word love. I mean, I may have been heard on occasion saying, I love dark chocolate. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I say that quite often too. <laughs> but really, you know, we need to get back to being a li- little bit more disciplined about how we use this word because it is a very important word. And I also would like us to touch on, um, as part of our discussion today, um, our upbringing can also have a real impact on what we think love should look like. Mm. And that, you know, has feeds into all of our different types of love relationships. Yeah, that's that's so true, Tracy. And because you're mentioning here, and we are going to look a little bit even more, but you're mentioning, you know, um, uh, brotherly love, uh, romance, uh, all those things. Now, I know that you speak Italian also. Yes. And um, in my language, which is very close to Italian, uh, we have different words to, um, to express or to... Um, define, if you like, uh, love. For example, I may say this in Romanian. If a Romanian is listening, that obviously understand what I'm saying. But we can say "iubire." Mm-hmm. It's one type of love. Or we can, we can say "dragoste." It's another type of love. Now I know in Greek there are, uh, I believe there are five types uh, of love. But if I mention just three of them, um, you already mentioned uh, brotherly love, which which is also like a filial mm-hmm. uh, type of love. There is also eros. Mm. There is agape. Mm. Very much uh, uh, in the Bible used, you know, the agape. But all other, uh, some other types of love, you know, for example, if you go in the, one of the uh, books of the Old Testament, which Solomon uh, wrote, you know, um, uh, um, what's called the song? Song of Solomon. Uh, song of Solomon. Mm. Uh, you'll come across a lots of different love there also. Um, in Italian, do you remember in the, uh, how do you use the word love? It's just like, as you said, in English, 
can be used for anything for dark chocolate and for uh, loving god or uh, or loving things. my husband or my wife yes. yeah yeah exactly exactly well there are two verbs for love which is volere and also amare and just as probably in romanian they have kind of a different nuanced um idea so if i want to more express you know a brotherly affection kind of kind of love i would say to somebody ti voglio bene um but if you know i had a partner who i was really in love with i would say ti amo ti amo mm. and so yeah there's that different um the, there there are those the different words which kind of you know make it um it forces people to be more disciplined yes. about how they use the word yes. love and it's it's know? very um how to say impacts you know the 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 person in that relationship yes. uh, how would you say in italian uh, the you know the golden verse of the bible uh, john 3:16 for so god so loved the world how would you say that in italian um i would use uh, volere for that so mm. i would say um uh it would probably link up to what was previously before mm-hmm. um What was sorry uh, can you 316 John 316 uh, for for, god. So, uh, for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son um per dio um and in that case we would probably use amare actually mm. okay i, I didn't yeah. want to put you you um, know amato yeah, yeah we so, didn't look at mm, that in italian yeah. necessarily on this uh, verse but I'm, the reason i'm asking all this uh, uh, question is because it's important and it's it's a pity that in english actually is very simplistic you know uh, yes. love is used in so uh, many aspects um but if you want to use I'm pretty sure that even in English you can use some different words to um to uh, describe to express that. and to express that. You know, it's yeah. interesting you should say that Nick because I can remember when I was studying Italian over in Italy and I expressed to my teacher at the time I said, "Wow, you know, it's just so good, you know, there's so many different words to express things." And he said, "Do you know, Tracy, there's actually more words in English than there are in Italian he mm. said it's just that over time many words have just been pushed out and are no longer in use in English so oh, right. as you say that i mean i don't mm. know mm. any others mm. in english but you know perhaps there are yes. you know ones yeah. that that yeah okay you you mentioned also that um, our upbringing can also impact heavenly uh, on um, what we think love should look like you know because that's what we're trying to to define a little bit uh, yes but uh, uh, as we have been dealing with the church in Corinth and we are going to look in in uh, you know in the book of Corinthians the the problem church uh, which we know has trail uh, uh, traits evident in our churches today perhaps we should spend our time focusing on how brotherly love should be defined uh, because this is a christian broadcast mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we express uh, a bit earlier that we talked about all those things negative and uh, th- those aspects you know like cliques in the church for example mm. or uh, immorality in the church um, you know conflict in the church uh, uh, and um, how sometimes the church is misusing 
it's gifts. Mm. You know, mm. what would you like to to say here a little bit more and and just work it out a bit more this brotherly love and define. Yeah, I think it's important that we nail the understanding of brotherly love because really, even with the romantic relationship, it, it needs to have at the core that whole brotherly love thing because the romantic side of things, you know, th- that can be really lovely. Mm. Um, but if you don't have the the substance there, um, you n- you're probably not going to be able to go the distance. Um, it's kind of like, you know, are we going to spend our time um, eating a good meal mm. with things that will sustain us or are we going to live on chocolate cake? You know, see, I like chocolate. I keep bringing chocolate. (laughs) Obviously, everyone loves it. I believe. So the brotherly love is 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 important. But also, um, just before we moving on, because you see, it's one thing to say love, to even say I love God. Mm. in, it's another thing to demonstrate that thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, what do they say? Uh, actions speak louder than words. Yes. And I took me very, very long to learn that in my life, but it's something that I live by in terms of, um, you know, I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's not that I judge people by it, but, um, you know, some people are very good at, at just talking mm. the talk and not necessarily mm. walking the walk. You know, um, I think we need to come back to God. He's our model. Christ is our model. And um, we can just see what God's love for us was like. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. So, you know, that's a huge standard. But if we kind of um, put that in today's terms, that means... I do all of my all I can to love my brother even though he's done the wrong thing by mm. me. He hasn't apologized yet. All of those kinds of things because this is the example that 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 God gave us, you know, he was demonstrating his love and and what a demonstration sending his son to die in our place. Mm. For people who had not even yet you know, accepted him. So, you know, that's that's a big example for us. Um, and, you know, we're called Christians, so yes. we have to model Christ. So let's just see uh, what, what um, we have in the New Testament there about Christ. We love him because he first loved us. This is 1 John 4.19. And, and this one is interesting too. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother... He is a liar. Yes. So, you know, this is this is what's being said. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Not seen. And and this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother mm-hmm. also. It it doesn't even actually say, sh- you know, should, should, should no, make must, an effort, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's must. And I believe there are lots of liars then in this world, eh? 
Oh, I, I've been a liar many times. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, you see, we pause, both of us, we pause here when we use those words because even though we, we're talking here, be more, uh, relaxed, you know, uh, but this is serious, uh, yeah. serious it's matter. Quite sobering you know? when you read mm. that particular text, isn't it? So, um, let's just take a look, um, in more detail though at God's definition of love. We've been focusing on 1 Corinthians this, this week and, um, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 8, I just wanted to read out and I can't read this without thinking about my wedding mm. because this was actually, um, some that was Quoted at my wedding. Unfortunately, I'm mm. divorced now, mm. so you know words aren't words aren't enough sometimes. Um, but uh, it it really speaks about um, how how important love love is. So it, it says, um, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging. Symbol, So I can be really eloquent. I can have all the words, mm. but that's not enough. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. So I could know my Bible really well, know how to prophesy, and have a big strong faith, but that's not all it is either. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So I can even do good things to, to you know, help people in the community, but that's not necessarily, if it's not coming from the right place, that's mm. not necessarily it either. And this is where we get into some of the practical. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And then the first part of um, verse 8 says, love never fails. Amen. Amen. That's a beautiful uh, reading there in uh, in this chapter, chapter 13 in uh, Corinthians. We should read that more often, mm. uh, probably every day to be reminded, you know, uh, what love is and how God looks at, uh, at us and teaches us how to to live this life. Um, you know, that's a really good idea, mm. Nick, because, you know, setting setting our minds with that reminder each morning perhaps mm. before we set out to go to work where our colleague who irritates us, you know, because they speak too loudly on the phone and I can't concentrate on my work and before we get all of those things that come up in in our daily um, life that, that we might, you know, find difficult mm. difficulty with, it, it would be good to set our mind with this. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, that love never love never fails. Um, can the love never fails sentiment get us into trouble? I think so, and I think um, there's there's a, a lot of this in the whole romantic love mm. kind of kind of thing, and um, I think um, that love never fails sentiment can get a, get in our way if 
it's taken out of context and it's misunderstood because you see you've gone through well, I, I went through and read all of those different demonstrations of, of love and what it isn't and how important it is. And if we take all of that out and we just say, you know, love never fails, I just have to keep loving people and I don't have those real um, practical um reminders to me of what love actually is, um, I think we can get ourselves in in trouble with that. All right. I mean, um, putting into context, um, give us, uh, you know, um, help us in understanding what true love looks like. You know, you you mentioned uh, Corinthians 13, Mm. beautiful, just just. Bring us a little bit more into this uh, aspect of reality. Yeah, the context is really Im- important, and as I said, once we've got that context there, context there, then 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 we can go ahead with the love never fails statement mm-hmm. um, without worrying that that we might be um, romanticizing it, not looking at the at the real picture. Um, and I indeed, God never fails us, you know, no. with His love, you know, with, no. because His love, and uh, He demonstrated that uh, yes. through Jesus Christ. And uh, if we want to express that uh, love towards each other, even though, as I said, we mentioned earlier that we have different words for different types of love, but if we look at what God did for us and uh, how He is looking at uh Agape mm-hmm. love. Mm. Um, it's yeah, it's an it's an amazing thing, you know. And we should be careful of uh, how we use the word love. You know, it's a beautiful picture when you think of that kind of word because it's like he loves me, and he knows all my imperfections. Mm. You know, sometimes people, um, you know love us, are, are close to us, um, but often they don't know all of our imperfections, but God knows them, and yet he still loves us so much that he wanted to send his son to die for us. Like That's an amazing love, and that's our standard that, you know, um, even when we come to, you know, the more you get to know people, the more you kind of see, oh, okay, they've got that quirk about them mm. or whatever. Um you know, you're challenged sometimes more, more and more and more. Um, and I remember saying to a friend of mine, the beautiful thing about having friendships that last for years and years is that you've gone through many ups and downs. You know each other well. You usually know, you know, um, idiosyncrasies and what I might view as a defect mm-hmm. in another person and what they might view as a defect in me, but we still love each other, you know, and, 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 um, but that doesn't happen always. That's something we have to work towards. But the thing that, um, I thought was interesting when I went through and did this study in preparation for today, um, I was, my mind is kind of um, captured to the f- the the idea that um, we can go through all the motions, but if our heart's not purified with real and sincere love, it's all a waste of time. Because one Peter one twenty two to twenty three says, "Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through, through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brev- brethren." 
love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And that sincere love really mm. struck me because, mm. you know, sometimes, um, look, let's face it, the more you get a bunch of people together from all different families, from all different upbringings, the more... Um, you know, you're going to have to work through challenges with certain, there are certain personality types that click with others and there are other personality types that might naturally rub up mm. against other personality types. And, you know, I can um, say, you know, yes, brother, how are you? And kind of in, in my mind, I'm going, oh, gosh, this, this guy is such a pain. Yeah. But that's not what this text is saying. This text is saying, actually, it has to be sincere love. It has to be real. So it's not about me just playing the good Christian. It's about me searching my heart and going, do I actually have stuff in my heart for this person that's not right, that God wouldn't be happy with? Do I need to take myself to God and say, God, you know, I, I've got not got a right feeling about this 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 person. Can you please help me mm. with that? Let me just mention too mm. that in that text that I um, read out, it actually also talks about loving one another fervently. And I looked up the definition of fervent. It means very warm and earnest in feeling, ardent, mm-hmm. hot, burning, mm. glowing. You know, um, do we have? sincere love of our brethren and do we love one another fervently with a pure heart? Very, very important question, uh, Tracy, to ask. And I believe, again, uh, the reason why uh, we behave in the way we behave when we use the word love is because we don't understand and we don't look at God, how God loves us. Because when you um, act, you know, in accordance with, with the with uh, even a statement, you know, that somebody says, I love you. Um, unfortunately, because we don't value that love uh, the uh, in the way God is valuing, uh, we say, oh, yeah, yeah. And then we do all those things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't have to do anything with uh, with love. Yes. But we still believe oh, we are in a love relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's sad to see how um, uh, this is it's brought to a, a very common, very, very routinely, if you like, uh, uh, approach. Because when we talk about love and in the context of looking at God, how the example of God, then, oh man, I think we really have a, a great responsibility of on our behavior. Do you know, I, I just wanted to mention too, I was... I was really struck by, uh, um, I, don't, I don't know if you you would have it, Nick, you know, when you look at a YouTube video or something, they bring up suggestions for other other things. And I was taken by a video by um, a psychologist, a secular psychologist. He put it out there um, that he's not a b- believer. Um, and, and it was actually titled, It was he did it in a comedy way, but it was titled, title why you'll marry the wrong person mm. you know but it was a really interesting talk because he talked about the fact that we're all imperfect and he even he quoted Jesus as being the ultimate example 
of love. He said, I, you know, I don't believe, but, you know, yeah. this is the ultimate example yeah. of love, you know. And I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? You know, a secular person can even see that the type of love that, that Jesus demonstrated, you know, is... And is that, that's what I raise up this concern because... As I mentioned, we talked about, you know, cliques in the church, you know, immorality in the church, conflict in the church and all those things. And I wonder if what we say in regard to love and uh, how how we understand God is if it's relevant to our life, what we demonstrated every day. And because of that, you know, uh, even grace, it's used so loosely, you know, uh, um Yes, that's why we have grace, because God so loved us, you know, that he's not going to, uh, you know, how, how did you say that? Uh, he loved us fervently. Fervently, <laughs> yes. Fervently, you know. Yes, hot for, yes. hot love. And, and know, not leaving warm. anything aside, you yes. know, he gave it all. And we look at the Christian, we are so casual. And we are mm. so, uh, you know, say, oh, yeah, babe, but because God is love. He will love us. He will uh, forgive us. He will do this. He will do that. But you know what? Love comes with responsibilities. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, we must we must it's a two-way get uh, get that stuck in our heads. You know, because uh, when we talk about love, actually we talk about responsibilities also. Mm. Tracy, I think it's a good time to take a short break here. And uh, right after the break, we'll um, talk about our. Uh, Offer. Offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, have your, um, uh, you know, device ready to send us a text message. Again, I'm repeating this uh, number where we can, you can text us. 0488880811. Please, uh, have that ready. You can come with us during the program w- with a suggestion about love, how you experience love in your relationship with God and with each other. Uh, if you have a thought, please don't hesitate um, come and share with us. But right now we are going to listen to a song and this is from um, uh, Corinthians chapter 13, The Gift of Love. Please stay with us.
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nikrita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou talking about the beautiful uh, chapter in um, Corinthians chapter 13 about love. And uh, Tracy, just before the break, we said that we will give a, a book away. Um, do you have in front of you yeah. that uh, synopsis for that book? Would you be able to share? Yes, yeah. Um, this sounds like an interesting book. I might like to get a copy of this myself. It's called Life Without Limits by the author Clifford Goldstein. And the synopsis starts, how would you live differently if you knew knew that there was more to life than what you were seeing something wonderful was awaiting you on the road of life you were not on this journey by chance but for a special purpose um and he goes into um many things but basically talking about the fact that you've been created for a purpose live your life mm. purposefully Um, and um, I think this book will be helpful to our listeners to kind of motivate them to think about, you know, what is the path that God might have put me on? Um, how does he want to use me? That kind of thing. So I just encourage all of our listeners to um, text in. And, and what's the number, Nick? That they okay, have the, to number, the number is 0488 It's our usual text number you know you mm. cannot do, call on that one but you can text us and with the code SA25 mm. SA stands for South Australia number 25 make sure that that's not space in between them just mm-hmm. SA25 and please uh, um, send us a text and, and request this uh, free offer for you today it's not because it's free because uh, you know we're not giving out uh, these things just because it's free we want to give it to you we we actually somebody pays for it mm. uh, but we'll like to give you a gift you know and why not to have the book read the book And maybe make a commitment that you'll read every day chapter 13 from um, Corinthians, as we mm-hmm. talked here with the, one Corinthians, yeah. with the Tracy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, don't hesitate. Get this book free of charge, no obligation for you. Tracy, time is going um, quickly. Uh, we have a little bit left. Um, uh, And we talk uh, just before we talk about, you know, love, fervent love, you know, mm. but um, wouldn't you agree that some people are more difficult to love than others? Absolutely. Absolutely. We like to think that we're easy to love, but maybe we also too are difficult to love and, mm. and we don't know it. I mean, uh, I'll change names for, for identity purposes, but I've got a person in my family who, um, met somebody at church and they just instantly felt like, oh my goodness, I just really don't think that I can have a good relationship with this person. There are certain, you know, traits that this person had. They're a bit of a boaster, all of that kind of thing. Um, but but we're called to, you know, we can say to God, oh, please help me to be more loving. Well, maybe he might send you somebody who's a difficult person in order to practice that being able to love and you know that's exactly what god is doing in mm. this situation my um this this family member uh loves to go to the gym every day what did god do he sent this person to that to her gym and so she had to deal with this person every day and also too 
um, there was a special occasion that was being celebrated and what happened? This person turned up exactly at that rep- restaurant exactly at that same time and, uh, you know, I kind of said to, to this family member, I'm sorry, I think actually God is putting you on a, a lesson here of, of learning how to learn people who are difficult okay. to, to love, you know. If I read the rest of um, 1 Corinthians 13, 10 to 12, it, it kind of talks a little bit about, actually I'll start with 9, it talks a little bit about some of that. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, mm. we're talking all about love, but then that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. Suggests we're not perfect at this point in time. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Sometimes we can act like children mm. as, as well because we're still in a sinful state. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. So it's talking about how we'll be changed into um, perfection. And it finishes with, and now abide Faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. So, you know, we've, we've got these imperfections and we need to be aware of the fact that I'm imperfect, I'm on a journey, and these other people who are in my life are also in the same, they're also on a journey of transformation. We also have to be aware of the snare of the enemy. The enemy is seeking to always cause trouble and difficulty. 1 Peter 5, 7-9 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. So he may use somebody close to you as a tool to just push your buttons and try to start, you know, a lot of a lot of trouble. So we need to be ha- have that front of mind as well when it seems like. You know, you want to react to something that's been said. Um, you have a natural inclination to overreact or, um, you know, talk harshly to somebody. Yeah. Step back and think, is it possible that the devil's in here trying to stir up trouble and I'm not going to take his snare? Okay. Uh, beautiful. Uh, Tracy, are there any other things which you think, you know, could help us in practicing uh, brotherly love just before we finishing? Yeah, I think we need to, I mentioned it previously, I think we need to um, consider the impact of upbringings, uh, of a person's upbringing and their history. Sometimes if our parents weren't able to or didn't understand our love needs, we can grow into adulthood with distorted ideas about what l- love looks like. And I just would like to quote out of a book by um, Gary Chapman. He's a psychologist and this is called The Five Love Languages and he talks about early childhood development. He says, we've long known that in early childhood development, each child develops unique emotional patterns. Some children, for example, develop a pattern of low esteem, whereas others have healthy self-esteem. Some develop emotional patterns of insecurity, whereas others grow up feeling secure. Some children grow up feeling loved, wanted and appreciated, yet others grow up feeling unloved, unwanted and unappreciated. Mm. The children who feel loved by their parents and peers will develop a primary emotional love language based on their unique psychological makeup and the way their parents and other significant persons express love to them. They will speak and understand one primary love language. They may learn a secondary love language. Children who do not feel loved by their parents and peers will also develop a primary love language 
language. However, it will be somewhat distorted in much the same way as some children may learn poor grammar and have an underdeveloped vocabulary. So we need to be very conscious of the fact that, hey, you know, We've all come from different upbringings. We've all had different situations which could distort our expectations of what um, you need to do to make me feel loved, Mm. you know. So we need to be conscious of, of that kind of stuff when we deal with other people. All right. Now, just before we closing, I'd like to mention again the free offer which we have for today, Life uh, Without Limits. You can uh, request that one by sending us a text message on 0488880811 with the code SA25. And this is yours. Uh, Tracy, um, if you like to just add something or maybe just uh, pray. Okay. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we just want to thank you for your love for us and we pray for all the listeners, Father. I just pray that you will help the listeners to take what we've said today and to be able to apply it, dear Heavenly Father, that we would understand real brotherly love and be able to apply it with the help of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for being with us uh, today. This was uh, lovely to have you and having some messages here, requesting the book. Uh, do that again. Um, and uh, I invite you to come back with us uh, next time when we talk about the Bible, religion and Christian parenting. Uh, this is very important program also. But until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe walk with Jesus. It's easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But things change when you're down in the
with me. 